you're listening to a message from Lifeway Church. For more information about our church and our ministries, please visit www.lifeway.church. Now, please enjoy this message from our pastor, Bruce Rhodes. So, I invite you to take out your Bibles. If you want to get your notes uh, online, the digital notes are lifeway.church forward slash 12 dash 23 dash 18. They've got it up here on the screen. You can follow along on your device. If you're at home and you're tuned in uh, live stream, we welcome you. You can pull up your computer there and open up another window, get to the notes, take notes with us. And let's just enjoy this message. It's going to be a little bit different today. Um, the message wise, um, but I'm trusting the Lord that that it's just going to be awesome. So let's pray. Father, thank you again for giving us understanding, helping us to see the best gift that was ever given from you to us. God with us. What you did and the price that you paid and the depth that you gave from your heart to show us how much you love us. Holy Spirit, we ask you to open our eyes and as we open our hearts to receive fresh understanding and fresh revelation of who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, there's, there's a, around Christmas, there's a little extra excitement and expectancy in the air, right? You can just sense that people are excited to worship and celebrate the Savior that's been born. And so it's great to be together. And we, um, the title of the message, we've been going for a month now, full month on the series, God With Us. So if you haven't been with us up to this point, um, you can go back and listen. But God is with us always is the title of the message today. Now we started out, God is with us, right? God is with us in the valley. God is with us in the wilderness. God is with us through the storm. But today's message is God is with us always. Always. So I want to invite you uh, to stand with me as we read the Word. In some denominations, we, times past, we all stood to read the Word. And this is how we gave honor and respect. Sometimes it was out of tradition. But this morning, I want us to stand as we read out of Matthew chapter 1. You know, and it doesn't matter what background that you have. We have many different backgrounds represented in just this room. And so whether you're a Jesus follower or you, you, you don't know that much about Jesus and you're here or you're tuning in and, and you want to know more about Jesus, you're in the right place. This is a place where everyone is welcome to receive more information and inspiration about the person of Jesus. And so we're in Matthew chapter 1 verse 18. If you don't have if if you don't have that in front of you, you can read it up here on the screen. But it says this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man 
and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through the prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means, let's say it all aloud, they, God with us. Say it again. God with us. Now you can be seated. So this morning, I want to turn our attention to the presence of God through the birth of the Son of God, Jesus Christ, Emmanuel. God is with us. We know that He's with us on the mountaintop. We believe that He's with us in the valley and in the wilderness and through the storm. But we really need to see this morning that God is with us always. That He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. And in order to clearly understand this, we're, we're going to come in contact with this word incarnation. Incarnation. And in order to clearly define the word in a way that everybody understands, I want to read it from Wikipedia. Wikipedia is uh, what the world believes is the ultimate source of wisdom and knowledge. And so I just want us to look at this definition from Wikipedia. I'm going to read it to you. It says, Wikipedia defines incarnation as, In Christian theology, the doctrine of the incarnation holds that Jesus, the preexistent divine logos, and the second hypostasis of the Trinity, God, the Son and Son of the Father, taking on human body and human nature, was made flesh. Conceived in the womb of Mary, the Theotokos, the doctrine of the incarnation then entails that Jesus Christ is fully God and fully human, two natures joined in hypostatic union. Now, there are some million-dollar words in that definition. And even theologians with masters of divinity degrees don't really understand that, so I'm going to break it down very simply in words that we can all understand, God became flesh in the person of His Son, Jesus. That's the incarnation. God became flesh. And He dwelt among us. John's Gospel, uh, chapter 1 and verse 14 says this. And you'll recognize this scripture. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was God And the Word was with God. And the Word became flesh. And so the incarnation is when God, the Spirit, entered into our physical world in the person, in the flesh of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Jesus was all man and all God at the same time. He's God incarnate. He's God in the flesh. 
And this may be still yet a little unclear to us. And so this morning I want to, to, to take us into kind of an imaginary story. This story would be what would happen if God the Father was explaining to Jesus how he had to become born on the earth. We're going to have to use our imagination. And I, I, I've, I've taken this from some notes that I've received from, from another pastor some time ago. And, and I'm, I'm actually, my prayer this morning was that, that, that I would become in character. And so, help me out here. What would it be like if the father was explaining to his son what it's going to cost him and what the mission really exists, or, or uh, what the mission was? What, what, what composes this mission that God the father is calling his son to go on? Now, I'm going to clarify, this conversation didn't actually happen, right? But this is a what if. It's going to be consistent with what the Bible says, of course, but we're going to add a little bit of creativity to it so that maybe we can understand and relate a little bit more to what it was like for Jesus to be born on the earth. Imagine if God the Father said to Jesus, here's what it's going to cost you. And the Father explained to Jesus what this mission would actually require. How would this conversation go? It goes something like this. Jesus, son, this is your mission. Should you choose to accept it? I'm going to send you to earth to fulfill my perfect will and to sacrifice yourself for the forgiveness of sins it could start something like this Jesus I've chosen you for I've chosen for you the woman who will be your mother you're gonna love her she's a teenage girl who is completely devoted to us and willing to to do what's ever asked of her her name is Mary and she loves us so much so pure in every way and mature for her age. She's not like most of the other girls who play around all the time and always get in trouble. She's pure. She's a virgin. And she's going to be an amazing mom. I've chosen also for you your earthly dad. Now, I'm your heavenly father, but you're going to have an earthly father. His name is Joseph. He's a good man. But to be real honest... Mary's going to get a lot, a lot more attention. There's going to be some people that give her more attention than they should. And Joseph, Joseph, he'll make an appearance in the manger scenes and the Christmas plays. But that's about it. He's a good guy. He's going to be your stepdad. Now, Jesus, when you go to earth, you're going to have to be born of a virgin. In other words, you're going to spend nine months in Mary's womb before she pushes you out into the cold, cruel world. About that time, Jesus says, is there any other way that we can do this? 
No, son, you have to be born of a virgin because you're not going to have an earthly father who helps you to be conceived. So you will not inherit the sin nature like everyone else born of an earthly father. You're still born of a woman, therefore you're all man. But because I'm your real father, you're also all divine. You're human and you're divine. You're man and you're God. That's why it has to be done this way. Jesus says, of course, I understand. Now when you're born, you're going to be born in a very common place. Most people would expect you to be born in a palace. But because you are the son of God, I've selected a very nice cave for you to, for you to be born in next to some farm animals. Jesus smiles and says, I get it. We're going to let everybody know that I haven't come just for the rich and the powerful, but I've come for the plain, old, ordinary people too. God the Father says, exactly. Now when you're born, you need to realize that from day one, every demon in hell is going to hate you. And for your whole life on earth, they're going to be coming after you to try to destroy you. The first time you're going to see this is even before you're old enough to walk. King Herod is going to give a command that all baby boys under the age of two would be murdered because he's trying to find you so that he can have you killed. Your family's going to have to run and try to escape to Egypt. And if you don't get out of there, your life is in danger. As you're growing up, I've chosen for you to be a carpenter, just like your earthly dad. You're not going to be rich and famous and make millions of denarii, but you're going to find fulfillment in helping people. You'll be good at it, but people will not respect you, especially in your own hometown. They'll not show you honor, but you'll have to work with your hands creating because that's what we are. We're creative. And Jesus, you're going to do some real miracles. You're going to open blind eyes. You're going to hear, heal deaf ears. You're going to raise the dead. And they're still going to hate you. They're going to call you a liar. They're going to call you a lunatic. They're going to call you a crazy person. They're going to say that you're a drunkard. They're going to say that you're of the devil, my enemy. Just keep loving them. Jesus, show them who we are. Show them my love. I've chosen you to reach out and to befriend those who are prostitutes and to touch those who are lepers and to love those who religion rejects. Just remember this that the more deeply that you love, the more they will hate you. Just keep on loving. This is why you're going, and this is what you need to remember, to show them who I am, to show them my heart and my love. Remember that the devil's going to attack you at every turn. And when he does, I want you to fight back with my living word. Jesus, where, whenever the devil says you're hungry, turn these stones into bread. 
what verse will you use? And Jesus says, I know. I'll tell the devil, it's written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And God says, good, Jesus, good. What if the devil tells you to throw yourself off a mountain just to test to see if I'll send the angels to protect you? And Jesus says, I know. I'll tell him, it is written. You will not put the Lord, your God, to test. God smiles and says, that's good, son, that's good. But what if, what if Satan throws a big one at you and says, I'll give you all the riches of the world. All you have to do is worship me for a moment. Jesus says, Father, I'll look at him and say, get away from me. It is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And God says, well done. That's exactly right, Jesus. Just keep on standing strong. You're going to have friends. In fact, you're going to choose 12 men that you lead and you love, your disciples. You're going to give them your best. And they're going to love you back and be loyal to you until they're pushed to the limit. Peter, he'll be one of the strongest, the boldest, and the loudest. He's going to tell you, I'm always going to be here for you. And if everyone else denies you, I'll never deny you. But then in front of an eight-year-old little girl, he's going to act like he never knew who you were, Jesus. He'll do it a second time and a third time because he's too afraid to stand by you when the going gets tough. That one's going to hurt. Then there's going to be another at a time near the end of your days on earth when you're serving your disciples a meal together and you'll break bread and you'll hand out the wine so that we'll represent what will happen to your body when it's broken and your blood when it's to be spilled. And during this time, one of your closest, a man named Judas, will choose to turn on you and will sell you out for a few pieces of silver. He'll hand you over to your enemies and he'll betray you with a kiss on the cheek. Just keep loving, Jesus. Just keep loving. And the father looks at him and says, Son, listen carefully. It's going to be bad, but it's only going to get worse. In the Garden of Gethsemane, when you're praying, you're going to see ahead and what is coming before you. And you're going to know. You're going to be so overwhelmed. You're going to ask me, Father, is there any other way that we can do this? And I'm going to tell you then what I'm telling you now. No. There's not another way. You have to go to the cross. And at that moment, you will look up, with, up at me with all the love and obedience in your heart. And you'll say, okay, God, your will be done, not mine. Because of the agony of the separation from me and what you know is coming, you will literally sweat drops of blood from your brow. They will come for you and they will arrest you. They will strip you naked and humiliate you. They're going to beat you. 
and you're going to hurt worse most, more than most men have ever hurt. You'll be beaten so bad that you, you won't even be recognized as a human. And they'll whip you again and again and again on your bare back. 39 lashes until your skin is ripped open and you're crying out in agony. Then they'll throw you down on a wooden cross and stretch out your right arm. And they'll drive a stake through your wrist. And you'll scream in agony because you're, you're a man, you'll feel the pain. Then they'll take your other arm and they'll do the same thing again. And when you aren't sure that you can take another breath, they're going to take your feet and drive the stakes through your feet and hang you on a cross where the very people that you love will come by and mock you and spit in your face and say, Hail, hail, the king of the Jews. You saved other people. Why can't you save yourself? The very people that we created will mock us. And because of who you are, you will look up to heaven and you'll say, Father, please have mercy on them. Please forgive them because they don't even know what they're doing. Press on, Jesus. Press on. And at any moment, you could call legions of angels and I would send them to wipe out all those against you. But don't do that. Keep showing my love. Press on to the finish. When you complete everything that the prophets have said about you, that you would do, declare that you finished it. I want you to say it out loud. It is finished. And then climb up to heaven to give me your spirit. Every step of the way, I will be with you. 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 I will never leave you. You have to become sin to take the sins of the world and die for those who sin. Remember, you are the innocent sacrifice. And when you become sin, I'll have to look away because I'm so holy, I cannot look upon sin. All the physical pain that you've endured will pale in comparison to that moment when I turn away from you and you'll cry out, Father, Father, my God, my God, why do you turn away? Why can't you be with me now when I need you the most? Just remember I can't look at sin. Cry out and give your life for those who hate you. You'll be buried in a borrowed tomb. Three days later, some women will come to check out the tomb and the stone will be rolled away from its opening because you'll be raised from the dead because we will fulfill the perfect and final sacrifice for the forgiveness of sins. We love them so much. Are you up for that, son? Are you willing to do this, son? Jesus thinks and he weighs it all out and he's taking it all in and he's counting all costs and he takes a deep breath and he says yes I am and the Holy Spirit speaks up hey guys I'm over here and Jesus says oh I didn't see you Holy Spirit <laughs> and the Holy Spirit says a lot of people overlook me 
It's always God the Father, God the Son, the Father, the Son, the Father, Jesus. But Jesus, when you go down there, don't forget about me. Tell them about me. Tell them that I'll be with them. And Jesus says, of course I will. I will. I will look at them and I will tell them clearly. I will tell them, if you love me and keep my commands, I'll ask the Father and he'll give you another advocate, another comforter, another helper, another standby to be with you forever. The Spirit of Truth, Emmanuel, God with us. And then Jesus says, I know, I need to remind them that even when I go away, the Spirit will come and dwell with them. But before I leave, I'm going to tell them about their assignment. And before I go up to heaven, I'll say, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. And then I will, I will tell them this, Father. I will tell them this. I will tell them I'm with you always to the very end of the age because that's who we are. We, we are the Word made flesh. I'm Emmanuel, God with them. We won't leave them. We won't forsake them. Even when they hate us, we'll continue loving them. Even when they turn away, we'll continue to pursue them. God says, Jesus, are you up for this? Yes. Yes, I'm up for this. What is your mission, Jesus? Let's, let's be really clear. Jesus says, my mission is to seek and save the lost. My mission is to rescue those who are dead in their sins. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm to bring them to life and life more abundantly. Good, Jesus. Who are you going for, Jesus? I'm not going for the righteous. I'm going for the sinners. I'm not going for those who are already healthy. I'm going for the ones that are sick. Why are you going, Jesus? Because they're a sheep without a shepherd. They need a shepherd. I am the good shepherd. I will lay down my life for my sheep. And I've got to go. I can't not go. We can't shout our love from heaven. We've got to show our love on earth. I will go and I'll show them how good you are, Father. I'll show, you, I'll show them how much you love them. I'll show them that love just isn't something that you do, but love is someone that you are. It's your essence. It's your being, Emmanuel, God with us. Matthew chapter 1 again. We started here. Let's hear it again in this context. And she will have a son, and you're to give him the name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through the prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. What does that mean? It means God with us. Let's say it together. God with us. Emmanuel. It means God with us with us, but it means God will never leave us. God will never forsake us. He will always, 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 as much as we understand that word, always be with us. 
His Spirit dwells inside of you. When you're lost, He's with you to be your guide. When you're alone, He's with you to be your companion. When you're hurting, He's with you to be your comforter. When you're afraid, He's with you to be your peace. When you're sick, He's with you as your healer. When you're weak, He's with you as your strength. When you're dead and lost in sins, He's with you as your Savior. He's Emmanuel. And He came to save His people from their sin. This is the way that we explain this incarnation of God. God loved us so much that He gave His only Son that He became flesh as much as we can understand that with our mind God became flesh he's with us Jesus came and was willing to pay the ultimate sacrifice so we could know just how good the father is isn't that awesome who is he he's Emmanuel He's God with us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray today that by your Spirit that you would draw each one of us as close to you as you draw close to us, Father. That your desire from the beginning of the ages is to walk with us, talk with us, but dwell within us. Thank you for showing us your, your will, your desire in the person of Jesus. I know that there's some people that are in this very room that you're, you may be in a, in a difficult place right now in your life. You're going through some hard things and you really need to recognize the presence of God. I'm going to pray for you in just a moment. There are those that may not be going through anything right now. But even, when, even if I'm not going through anything particular and nothing challenging I still need the presence of God every moment of every day and so Father right now I just thank you thank you so much that whether we're going through a season of blessing or we're going through a, a difficult challenge we need your goodness and I pray Father that for those that are that are hurting right now Lord, that they would experience a supernatural peace and presence from your Spirit. And that peace would guard over their heart and their mind. And Father, that they would be comforted, not by the things of Christmas, but by the Spirit of God. Father, I pray for those who are desperate and those who feel alone and those who are afraid, those that are facing financial stress and and physical battles of, of sickness or otherwise, Father, I pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you, you, you reveal yourself to us. That you visit them. 
at this time, Father, in a powerful and supernatural way. Speak, bring healing. Speak. We thank you, Father, that your word brings life. You sent your word and healed us. Thank you, Father, for speaking to people today. Thank you for your goodness. And thank you for showing us that you're always with us. Before we go, I want to ask you if, you if you need to make a decision to make Jesus the Lord of your life today. If you're not living in the presence of God, you're not walking every day in the presence of God. and Maybe you've come to church once or twice, but you need to make a decision today to, to follow Jesus, to begin to follow Jesus. And if that's you, I want to I lead you in a prayer in just a moment. You know, you, you see how good God is and you realize that getting right with God is not doing things because we can never do anything good enough to be right for God. The only person that was good enough was Jesus because he gave his life. We decide, we choose to give him our life. So if that's you today, I, I want to lead you in this choice. It's a choice between you and God. It's not a choice between you and, and me. It's not a choice between you and this church. Even though we're here for you and we celebrate with you, the decision that you make to follow Jesus is between you. It's between you and the Heavenly Father. And so if you want to take that step and make that decision today, I'm going to give you some words to pray. And I'm going to ask that we all pray these out loud. And, if it's your first time to pray this with us, you pray with us. Let's all pray. Heavenly Father, today I trust you to forgive me of all of my sins and make me brand new. Jesus, I believe that you died for me and that you rose again so I could live for you. Fill me with your spirit so that I can follow you and live for you and show your love for the rest of my life. My life is not my own. I give it to you now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you made that decision today, then today is the, the first day of the best days of your life. Jesus loves us so much that he left where he was to come to where we are to show us. He took all of the weaknesses, all of the infirmities, the things that we experience, the difficulties that we face, and he overcame And he said, 
before he left, go and I'll be with you. Jesus is with us. What an awesome Christmas we have because Jesus is with us. Let's stand as we get ready to go. I just want to tell you and encourage you that there's a world that is looking for Jesus. And maybe the only idea that they have of who Jesus is is when they see your face. What do people see when they see your face? Do they see a risen Savior? Not just a baby in a manger, but Jesus is he's high and lifted up. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. And the Word of God says that we are, we are in Him and we are seated with Him in heavenly places. Thanks for listening to the Lifeway Church Podcast. If you'd like to join us in reaching others by partnering with us today, you can give online by visiting us on our website at lifeway.church forward slash give. Thanks for listening to the Lifeway Church Podcast and remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this.